Grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. I would like to remind you that on this Sunday, August 9th, at 11.30 a.m., we will be holding a congregational meeting via Zoom. I invite you to look into your email or a letter that you may have received with information on how to access our congregational meeting, either via phone or over your computer. We will be gathering together at 1130 to nominate new elders, deacons, and trustees. So I hope that you will join us as we continue to seek to be God's people in this world. Today, we are starting a new journey with a new sermon series titled, We Didn't See It Coming. We will be witnessing how God shows up in new and unexpected ways and calls God's people in unexpected ways through various scripture passages over the next couple of weeks. And today, to start us off on this journey, we welcome back Molly Ramsey, who is a Princeton Seminary student and pastoral intern as she guides us on a journey through Exodus, where Moses is called by God through a burning bush. So I invite you to prepare your hearts and minds for worship. Let us worship God together.
return to your home worship bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. From whirlwind and burning bush, in still of night and in sheer silence, God calls the faithful to sacred work, beckoning us to turn aside, inviting us to stand on holy ground. God welcomes the faithful into sacred space. Come, God is calling. Let us worship God together. Friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And on this holy day, let us approach our Creator with a humble spirit. Let us recognize the ways that God is calling us to be even better in a world that desperately needs it. Let us trust in this loving and abundant and compassionate God as we confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your home worship bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Let us pray. Compassionate God, who hears the cries of the oppressed, you call us to resist evil and hold fast to what is good, to take up the cross and commit our lives to the cause of love, but we are afraid to confront powers that privilege some and diminish others. We are overwhelmed by how much there is to do and large problems that seem too big for us. We do not want to lose the security we enjoy. Forgive us. Merciful God, open our ears to hear your voice. Open our eyes to look upon neighbors in need. Open our souls to be able to receive help ourselves. Open our hearts to respond to the world with compassion that we might follow the way of Christ. Friends, take comfort in the assurance that even those things that are hidden from memory or are too deep for words are not beyond God's forgiving love. God who knows us completely bestows pardon and peace. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Hi there, young friends. It is great to see you. You might be wondering, why are we over at Pastor Alex's bookshelf? Well, the reason why is because I've lost my Bible. And I was wondering if you can help me find it. I think it's somewhere over here, but I need some help to locate where it is. So I'm wondering, do you think it's over this way? Or, okay, not there, not there. What about up here. Do you think it's you think it's like up here, maybe? Maybe? No, it's not there. How about down here on this other bottom shelf? Maybe? Is it down here, maybe? Is it here? Wait, what were you saying? It's behind me? Oh, would you look at that? It's right here. Thanks for helping me. The reason why I needed help finding my Bible, and the reason why I really wanted to find it, was because I love my Bible. I love the Bible. And especially because today's scripture passage is a great story. 
It's about Moses. And he heard God speaking, calling him through a burning bush. Isn't that really new? Isn't that really interesting? And he also called Moses. He asked him to do him a job. But the thing is, Moses was really worried about it. Because Moses isn't a very good speaker. And he was really nervous because not everybody was nice to him. But God still called Moses to do the job anyway. And he promised him that no matter what difficult thing Moses would come across, that God was with him. And so I love that Bible story because it's about God asking us to do things and God showing up in new and unexpected ways and God promising that God will always be with us. So thanks for helping me locate my Bible. And I hope that maybe this week you can try and find your Bible in your home. And if you don't have a Bible, please let me know. Have your parents ask me ask uh, to call the church or to call me or Pastor Rachel, and we'd be happy to get you a Bible. So you think you could do that? Okay. All right. Let us pray. Please pray with me. God, we thank you for the Bible. And we pray that you help us as we learn and act and be with you. Amen. Thanks, young friends. Friends, as we open our Bible and approach a time now for the hearing of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture passage for this morning comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Listen for the word of the Lord. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why this bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called out to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. 
I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, and I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And he said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that is, it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask, What is his name? What shall I say? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent you, has sent me to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have had the privilege of taking several cross-country road trips with my parents. When I was a child, we were always the family who drove everywhere. We packed up the minivan and we drove to the soccer tournament or to the family vacation. And so it came as no surprise, the summer after I graduated college, I needed to move from Missouri to Washington State. And my parents volunteered to make that trip and that move with me. So with my dad in the truck behind us, I was driving my little Honda and my mom was in the passenger seat. And as we drove through Missouri and Iowa and Nebraska and South Dakota, we did okay. But when we came to Wyoming and Montana and Idaho and Washington, I became distracted because the scenery had changed, the topography and geography had changed, and I was pointing things out. Look at those mountains, look at these scenic vistas, look at that wildlife, and my mom was gripping the door handle. And she said, Molly, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? She wanted me to pay, to pay attention to the road, and I wanted her to pay attention to everything else. Are you paying attention? It's a question that's worthy of today's scripture reading. A few moments ago, you heard the scripture proclaimed, Exodus 3 the call of Moses, Moses and the burning bush. Were you paying attention? I'm curious because this is a beloved scripture in both the Jewish and the Christian faith traditions. 
Perhaps when the scripture was read, your mind drifted to an image from Cecil B. DeMille's film, The Ten Commandments, or the animated film, The Prince of Egypt. Perhaps you saw a, an artist's rendering of this scene. Perhaps you thought of something you've read about this passage. I'm also curious if you were paying attention because this is a epic story and it is set in a greater narrative. And so perhaps you were thinking of Moses who was born to a Hebrew woman in a time when that birth should have been a death sentence. But he lived and he was raised as an Egyptian in Pharaoh's court, in the court of the Egyptians who oppressed his own people. Perhaps you're thinking of Moses who murdered an Egyptian and had to flee and was in the wilderness when he met Jethro's daughters and Jethro and he married and he became a shepherd. And that brings us to today's text. And so I'm curious, when the text was read, were you paying attention? In the scripture today, Moses is a shepherd. He is living in exile in a profession that is the least of these. The mundane task of tending sheep. He is in the wilderness, not even in the wilderness, beyond the wilderness, the text tells us, whatever that might mean. At Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. And what's lost in translation here is that Horeb in Hebrew means wasteland. Moses the shepherd, tending not even his own sheep, but his father-in-law's in exile, beyond the wilderness, in the wasteland. And then something unexpected happens. And I'm afraid that we are so familiar with the text that we forget just how unexpected it is. That, it, that beyond the wilderness, in the wasteland, the divine appears to a man in exile who is tending his father-in-law's flock. God appears and Moses is paying attention. Theologian and scholar Barbara Brown Taylor writes on this passage. This, she's writing in her book, which is titled An Altar in the World. And she reminds the reader at this story that Moses is not a prophet Moses is not yet God's great partner, but a fugitive. And she goes on to write this. Hear her words. According to the storyteller, he had led the flock beyond the wilderness to Horeb, the mountain of God, when an angel of God appeared to him in a burning bush. The bush was not right in front of Moses, however, it must have been over to the side somewhere, because when Moses saw it, he said, I must turn aside 
and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. The bush required Moses to take a time out. At least if he wanted to do more than glance at it, he could have seen the flash of red out of the corner of his eye and said, oh, how pretty, and kept right on driving the sheep. He could have kept on his way, but he turned aside and stopped and came closer. Moses turned aside. To turn aside, to depart way, to come to an end. To turn away from something and toward something else. a bush that was burning but not consumed, Moses stopped and turned toward God. Moses not only had to be paying attention, but in turning toward the bush to encounter God, it required turning away and departing from the path he was on. God doesn't just call Moses from the path he is on and the life he is living, God calls Moses to something new. And we know the rest of the story. In this moment, Moses receives a call from God that will change his life. Moses and God together will liberate the Israelites, part the Red Sea, and meet on Mount Sinai. Moses will receive the Ten Commandments and lead the Israelites through the wilderness toward the Promised Land. God will not only deliver the Israelites from enslavement in Egypt, but to the land that is flowing with milk and honey. Just as God does not only call us from something, but to something else. And to be called to something new means to leave something else behind. Let me say it again. When God calls us to turn aside, to, when God calls us to something new, it usually means that we are leaving something behind. So let me ask you again, are you paying attention? Have you seen any burning bushes lately? Something that caught your eye or tugged on your heart. Something that whispered in the wind, come closer, turn this way, leave something behind. Maybe you've seen more than one burning bush whispering, come look at this, come consider this. Have you seen any burning bushes lately? Or are you plowing forward in your own narrative? Are you willing to depart from the path that you are on when you see the flame of fire out of the corner of your eye and think, oh, that's pretty, and keep walking? Are you so used to the normal plot lines in your own story and so set in your ways that you miss the burning bush completely? Do you glance at it and continue on your way? Don't get me wrong, burning bushes are complicated. 
Calls are complicated. Moses goes on to object to God's call on his life at least eight times. Questioning and wrestling and discerning is an important part of a call. But first, you have to see the burning bush, however unexpected it may be. And you have to be willing to turn toward it. Let me put it more pointedly. If you are journeying the path you are on and a burning bush appears right in front of you, not even requiring you to turn to the side, it lands in the middle of your path. Are you going to step around it? It's unexpected. It changes your path. Are you just going to go around? Are you going to stand in front of it hoping that it, it's burning, but eventually it might consume and burn up and you can return to the expected and you can return to the normal? Will you pay attention? Will you reject the call of God to new ways of being in the world? Will you turn away? Or will you turn towards it? Will you turn toward new ways of loving one another? Will you turn toward a call to dismantle systems of oppression? Will you turn toward partnering with God for whatever God might be calling you to? Have you seen any burning bushes lately? Are you paying attention? I'll leave you with this paraphrase of the Jewish scholar and mystic Lawrence Kushner. He's writing on this passage and he has a question for you. How long do you suppose it took staring at it to figure out that the bush was not burning up? Perhaps it was just long enough to hear the voice of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please turn to your home worship bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father, in sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image of every race and people to live as one community. But we rebel against God, 
we hide from our Creator. Yet God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation. In everlasting love, the God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage. Like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home, God is faithful still. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, who inspired the prophets and apostles, rules our faith and life in Christ through scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. Friends, as we yearn to see God's presence in our midst, and hear God's call among us, let us turn to God in prayer. I invite you now to come to your home worship bulletin, the part we call a pause for prayer. I invite you to turn to your neighbor next to you or take out a piece of pen and paper and respond to one of the following questions that we have before you. The questions are, as God appeared to Moses in a burning bush, how has God unexpectedly appeared to you in your life? Where is God calling you to go, or what is God calling you to do that may be unexpected? And how have you responded to God's call for you in the past and in the present? We are going to encourage you to pause the video and answer these questions either with pen and paper or with a neighbor next to you. And when you are ready, you can turn the video back on as we come back together for a time of collective prayer. Let us pray. Let us pray. O Lord, God of Abraham and Sarah, Jacob and Rachel, Moses and Miriam, from how many places and in how many ways have you called us? From the grumbling depths of the earth, or the crackling light of the burning bush, or even the humming vibrations from a screen or computer, your voice calls us by name, and we respond, Here I am. In your presence we have witnessed your wondrous ways among us, and for that we give abundant thanks. In the gathering of young people parading by, their, by on their bikes, their laughter carried across the summer's day. In the gentleness of a wave or greeting of a stranger passing by on a walk or errand. In the relief of a surprising giggle, spontaneous phone call, or solid stillness of your presence. We know that the great I am simply is in the world. And in your being, O oh God, we find our life, our refuge, and our gratitude. Lord God, Savior of the world and healer of the nations, you told Moses that you have observed the misery of your people 
you who know and live and act in the peaks and valleys of this world, know the prayers we have for ourselves and for our world. We ask that you look to the communities navigating recent destruction, like those in Lebanon or on our coastal shores. We pray that you hear the cry of all the nations as we seek leadership and support in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. We request your comforting hand for the personal challenges that we face, ones of stress, lack of health, worry for one another, and fear within ourselves. You who so unexpectedly called Moses from a shrub, hear our prayers before us this day and console us with the words you spoke to him on that holy day. I will be with you. Constant and loving God, we pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Friends, as you go into this week, may you pay attention and may you see the burning bushes all around you, calling you to new ways of being, new ways of loving and of partnering with God in this world. And whatever paths you may travel to and from, go out in faith with good courage, perhaps not knowing where you go, but confident in God's hand leading you and God's love supporting you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. And the people say, Amen. Mm -hmm.